Hello and welcome to the Sparkle Hour, a fucking awesome podcast for fucking awesome people. I'm your co-host, Michelle Lewis, and along with my wonderful cousin, Nicole Lewis-Keeper, we're going to be talking about mindset, money, and all things awesome. So ladies, if you're ready to have a stronger mindset around yourself and your money, this podcast is for you. Hey. Hi. How are you? Good. Hello again. Hello again. <laughs> yes. Um, hello again. We, we, this is our second time recording it's, this. This is take two. This is take two. And it's such a shame because I, I was absolutely loving listening to your chicken lay an egg in the background <laughs> when we recorded this. <laughs> she was going to town. Like she, she laid maybe the biggest egg of her life, of her chicken career. <laughs> <laughs> we should Instagram that egg next time. I think was- so. It looks like a bullet. It's gigantic. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was quite a racket. <laughs> I, I could try to recreate it if you want. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it sounded like. <laughs> and what was her name again? Uh, that was Buffy. Buffy. Okay. Yeah. Buffy's the, um, the rebellious chicken. Yeah, Buffy's my rebel chicken. She is amazing. She loves to um, find new and interesting ways to get out of uh, their, their pen, their little mm-hmm. run area, um, which is incredible to me, like how she figures shit out. She's so funny. Uh, but I, what I can tell you that didn't happen on the last episode is she has now recruited her sister Biscuit mm-hmm. to, <laughs> <laughs> to escape with her. So the two of them this morning were out on, you know, backyard bug hunting adventures and laying eggs in fun new places for me to find. It's like an <laughs> Easter egg hunt every damn day. <laughs> that is so cool that you wake up and have no idea where the eggs will be. Yeah. The, most of them will do, like, I have four hens, y'all. I have four hens. Three of them are sisters, Buffy, Biscuit, and Veronica. And then I have my adopted hen, Ethel, and she's beautiful. She lays these wonderful brown eggs. The other three are leghorns for you chicken nerds out there. So they all... There are a lot of, actually. We should do an entire podcast on what it means to have chickens. Yeah, we can... like. <laughs> Whatever weird pets. Let's do a weird pets episode. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just me. I know five people who have chickens. That's just a weird dynamic there. <laughs> <laughs> me too. And I, I live in a, a fairly suburban area as well. So it's you know, really dense here. It's not like a normal thing to have chickens. Yeah. But I do because why be normal? Why? Why? So yeah, y'all, I'm sorry you missed the the actual chicken laying an egg episode, but... We got to hear it and it was fucking awesome. <laughs> we did. It was hysterical. And we were so jazzed and, um, you know, we had a technical issue, but we were so jazzed because we uh, were talking about our interview with Danny. Yeah. Um, Schnockenberg. 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 God, I got it right that time. <laughs> um And it really, you know, it got us really excited talking to her about what she's doing in the world, you know, um, you know, how in alignment and empowered as an empowered woman she is, not just within her business, within her family, within her, you know, her political beliefs and just, you know, it's so refreshing to see that, you know, because, um, you know, I'm 46 and I, she's barely 30. And at that age, I don't think I had an opinion that huge, (laughs) much less living in a life that was in alignment with it. So 
um, it was really cool. So we started to talk about, you know, um, gender roles because she discussed that specifically. So um, we had some feedback on that and some, uh, and some thoughts. So, yeah. I agree. Like, you know, I'm 52 right now and I love how dialed in she is. It gives me such hope for this next generation of women Mm -hmm. coming up, you know, not just women, but just for the next generation. I know that um, millennials get a bad rap and, you know, they, they, they've earned it in a lot of ways. (laughs) Um, But also there's so much energy and there's so much strength and there's so much vision and there's, there's actually quite a bit more activity in millennials than they get credit for. And to be able to interview someone like Danny, who is just, she is so bomb, right? Yeah. Uh I mean, damn. I like how you put it. She's dialed in. She's dialed in. I didn't even know where to dial in at her age. (laughs) Much less dialing into the frequency. It was just like, I didn't even know I needed to or where to do it. What the hell were you doing when you were like 30-ish? I, let's see. Um... I think she said what? She's 28, 29. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Uh, let's see. I was on my, <laughs> I was on my second relationship, my second going to be marriage. Yeah, I think so. So yeah, I was, yes, I was 24 when I met my second husband. So I was definitely embroiled in my um, daddy issues relationship at that point. Hardcore there, huh? Hardcore moving to an entirely new state and city yeah. in Philadelphia and was in graduate school. So I was dialed into graduate school. That's where I was. Nothing were... else in the world was happening besides graduate school. That's funny. <laughs> um, at, at what, 28 or so, I was swinging around a stripper pole. <laughs> That's you know? way more fun. <laughs> <laughs> so my daddy issues were a little different. <laughs> I love that. That's so funny. Yeah. Podcast. Podcast. Your daddy issues <laughs> manifest in your life. <laughs> Jesus. Daddy, daddy issues, stripper pole or older husband. <laughs> <laughs> Holy smokes. And I mean, I was definitely politically minded, but it was so misguided. It was just, it was just all attitude and, you know, fire and no real clear direction. Yeah, I was just anti anything anyone else thought was a good idea at that point, you know. Um, and as a social worker, it's required that we have a, a pretty liberal mindset. So I already did. And yeah, I didn't, it wasn't really focused <laughs> at that point. <laughs> so, yeah, isn't that interesting? That's a funny little anecdote there. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things that she said that blew my mind, um, amongst many things that Danny said that blew my mind, when we were talking about... I know, gender roles. Um, and again, you know, at that age, I was working on husband too, because that's what you do, right? And um, in school, working and doing all the household chores. And she said <clears throat> that she realized that um, in her household that they decided not to do chores, etc., based upon what gender you are. Mm-hmm. And that that shift was much harder for her than with her husband because she felt guilty when he would step in and to start doing the laundry. She took it as some kind of criticism or she felt guilty because she hadn't done it, you know? So where he was trying to help, she had to adjust her mindset in that everyone lives here. Everyone should do the 
the chores and it doesn't matter if you're male or female, they just need to get done. And whoever has time to do it is the person that does it. Yeah. Yeah. I loved that too. And, um, not just whoever has time, but whoever prefers doing it, True. you know? So, and yeah, it was very interesting when she was saying that she felt guilt, mm-hmm. um, that she had, um, some, some guilt or some shame over not getting shit done. Um, like that she, and that was not necessarily because of her gender, but she herself had put that on her, you yeah. know, that, that she was not getting everything handled and that mm-hmm. someone else was having to step in and, and take over the reins. Yeah. Um, so it's a little bit of a wonder woman thing that so many of us get into, you know, so many women feel like they have to do all the things. And especially if you are, um, working from home um, and you've got your empire that you're building and you've got your family that you're caring for and you've got your nest that you're feathering and all that shit, you know, like it is crazy. The expectations that uh, we put on ourselves and that society still to this day um, tends to put on us. Um, And I love that they like just very, matter of fact, Lisa, this is just shit that needs to get done. We're just going to do it. Yes. And the fact that she had such insight at that age to be, and I don't say that age, but anybody really to have the insight to say, this is harder for me than my, than my husband to make the shift. It's harder for me as a woman to make the shift. And that was interesting. Um, because uh, you know, a lot of my girlfriends will say, I wish my husband would help more. I wish he would do this or do that. But then when he tries to do things, either he doesn't do it the way they want it done, Mm. or there's a certain kind of certain type of chore that they don't feel comfortable with them doing. Like I've had a friend say, my husband will never do the laundry or it will be a cold day in hell before my husband cooked or, you know, those type of things. So, um, I, you know, and I, for me, it's hard because I want to say, you don't get the benefit of saying my husband should help me and then say, but I'm a girl, so I have to do this. It feels like counterintuitive, you know, totally. to say, yeah, you, you gotta have, um, if you, if you don't want gender roles in the, in the household when it comes to chores, then you need to not allow for gender roles to happen in the house totally because it's chores, you know, you know, um, and some of that may be a little bit of a type A personality. That's something oh, that I'm, I'm sure there's some of that. <laughs> I've certainly struggled with that throughout my life. You know, wanting things done a certain way, like my way or the highway, <laughs> that old saying. Right. Like, if it's not done to my specifications or to my preference, then it's not done right. And like, but then own that shit. Bullshit. Yeah. And yeah. don't like own that shit and say, this is my thing that I like doing or that I need to have done a certain way. And so therefore I will not allow someone else to do this one thing. And so I'm going to own it and I'm mm-hmm. not going to bash that person for not doing it. Amen. Own it. Own you that know? shit. It's okay. Yeah. Like just yeah. be honest with yourself. It's okay. Right. Exactly. And so one of my friends said, well, if I expect him to cook, then he's going to want me to mow the lawn and I don't want to do that. That's man's work. And I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Which is crazy. Like, uh, okay. So I'm just going to tangent here for a second. Um, Mm -hmm. back in my, you know, serial entrepreneurs early days, um, one of my earlier businesses was a lawn care business, um, that, um, my 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 baby daddy <laughs> my baby daddy and i 
<laughs> we had um, purchased together. I mean, let's be honest, I purchased it. Yeah. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I did all the shit. I did all that hard work. I did the lawn mowing. I did the edging. I did the weeds. I did all of that as well as run the business end of it. Um, not that he didn't do um, the hard work, but I did it too, because that's my business, you know, and I have, I, I didn't have any problem with doing it, but that's just me, you know, big deal. Um, I guess the point being that men or women can do hard work. Men yes. or women can do easy work. Men or women can do brainy work. It does not matter what your genitalia happens to be. And exactly. that does not define what your role is in a household or in a business. Exactly. It makes no sense for me for someone to say, I believe that the president of the United States should be a man instead of a woman, but my husband is not capable of doing the laundry. That is ridiculous. Let's stop it. Do what you like. <laughs> How, how does that sentence even happen? That sentiment is, is pervasive, you know? Um, so let's just stop it and, and not assign roles based upon gender. Let's assign them based upon the thing that you either enjoy doing or hate least. Um, I grew up mowing the lawn. My dad was always working. Now, sometimes he did. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my sister, well, my older sister and I, Mary, had to do nothing. Um, <laughs> and it is true. Um, baby we, of the family. Baby of the family. We <laughs> mowed you. the lawn, and I freaking hated it. I hated every second of it. Like, I would, like, vent to myself the entire time I'm out there in 100-degree heat in the south, in the humidity, red oh. ants, like, flying up from their, their oh. ant hills, biting me, going, I'm fucking not doing this when I grow up, you know? So <laughs> I had get a damn gardener. <laughs> Exactly. We own a townhome for that reason. I refuse to do yard work, not because I'm a woman, but because I don't enjoy it. There and you go. my husband does not enjoy it either. So that is why we have a townhome. However, my husband does most 99.9% of the cooking now. And when our relationship started, I did all that. I'm the one who shopped. I'm the one who planned the menu. I'm the one who cooked. And eventually, because he is who he is, because he's a forward thinker. If you think I am, he's way more forward thinking than I am. Very I progressive. I love it. Yes. I completely bought into the general bullshit at that point. And he said to me, I can't stand seeing you do this to yourself. It looks like you, it, this is painful to watch. You don't enjoy this. In fact, you're mad at it. <laughs> and one day he came in and I had mashed potatoes in my hair. <laughs> And I was crying and I was like, I fucking hate cooking. I fucking hate it. And he said, well, I don't mind it. And he said, why don't you let me do it? Because I was like, I don't know what every day I have to come up with. What are we going to eat? And I have to shop. I was like freaking out. He's like, whoa. He's like, well, why don't you let someone who doesn't mind it? And actually the workflow expert (laughs) come up with a system. And he did you know, planning out the meals, planning out the shopping list. And I fought him tooth and nail at the beginning of this because I didn't want a system, you know, not that I didn't want to do it. I didn't want a system. How funny. And now he does most of the cooking. And in fact, I let him plate my food now. I'm such a bitch. (laughs) That does not make you a bitch. That does not make you a bitch. He picks on me. Like I will literally go to the table and wait to be served. He's like, oh, really? Now it's like that. (laughs) I'm like, well, (laughs) excuse me, sir. Will you please dust my tiara and plate my food for me? Yes, but you which know, is fabulous. Make, yes, but I make sure those fat, those three fat cats get fed and watered, and you know, I do the laundry and like it's you know, it became of 
who hates to do this the least as to how <laughs> things got done. Um, and that works so well. So I had to let go of, well, this, I'm a girl. This is what I'm supposed to do. Cause I still had that mindset. So yeah, shake it up a little bit. Yes, please. Oh, I love that. So I love that you and Jason have created, um, a workflow for your household that works for you. And it's fantastic. And also I love that he plates your food for you. I think that's adorable. (laughs) (laughs) So Chad and I, um, you know, in our relationship, um, we're at a place where we just do stuff together and it just works well. Um, But I also like, I mean, I really like a lot of the domestic shit, you know, like I love cooking and cleaning. I love menu planning most of the time. Sometimes I'm just like, I'm tired. I don't want to think. I just want to eat. I just want food in my belly. I don't want to think about where it came from and how it got there. (laughs) I just want to eat it. Um, I like cleaning stuff when, especially when, if I'm feeling stressed, that's one of um, my soothing things. (laughs) Weirdo, you know, (laughs) but it's very soothing to me to be able to like sweep or, um, mop or, you know, just like fold laundry or something, just something very tactile that, um, is kind of repetitive and mindless that allows me to mentally process whatever heavy shit I may be processing at the time, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of gives me a little sense of control and I'm seeing an immediate result too. So that's very satisfying, (laughs) like dirty, clean, fantastic. (laughs) I enjoy that a lot. Um, but when we were very first dating and, you know, I cooked him his first home cooked meal from me to show him what an amazing ass cook I am and work my way into his heart, <laughs> just being honest. Um, he was saying, you know, oh God, I hate doing dishes. You know, it's my least favorite thing to do. And I was like, all right, fine. Don't do them. You know, I'll do them because I hate a dirty kitchen. Like, yeah it grosses me out. Like I don't want to cook in a dirty kitchen and I don't want to like spend half an hour cleaning dishes before I can cook a fucking meal. You Mm -hmm. know, it's annoying. So, um, yeah, I just, I just kind of did all of it and I let him make the choice to participate when he was ready. And it's great now. Like we, we cook side by side on a lot of meals, Um, sometimes he'll just cook whatever for me and I'll cook whatever for him. We know what our favorite, each other's favorite meals are. So it's nice to surprise each other that way. Um, and you know, we tried for a minute to do like, well, you cook, I'll clean, but that felt very restrictive Mm -hmm. and, um, it, it just flows so much easier now. Like we just, we just do the stuff like, like, like Danny was saying, like shit just needs to get done. We do it. So yeah, and the thing with gender roles is those totally don't work in in same-sex relationships. Like you can't be (laughs) expected to like be the man or be the woman if there is no man or woman in the relationship. So like that's just stupid. Like can we just erase that altogether? Right. Let people just be who they are, do the things that they feel most comfortable doing, and help each other through. Yeah. I, and there's something, there's something so freeing about allowing someone to be who they are. Um, not only just in life, but in a relationship, because when you are fully expressed like that, you will do the things that you enjoy doing and you might do some things you don't like, but because you respect the other person and genuinely love them, you want to take it off their plate that day, or you want to be of help, you know, um, 
or you've negotiated the terms as to, you know, this is something that has to happen. Neither one of us want to do it and this is how it's going to work. And when you have respect for that person, you're able to have that dialogue. So being fully expressed in a relationship and being allowed to be who you are is really, um, I think vital. And I, I've done a few marriages. So this is, <laughs> you got that shit down. I've done that shit. So, you know, for me in this marriage, that is the thing that works most and best, you know, for us when it comes down to that. Um, and, you know, and I have the option, like we were talking before, you know, my mom had a very rigid path, you know, as far as what women were supposed to do. And, um, and so she didn't have as many options and, you know, my path was also rigid. You get married and, you know, I didn't have kids. So I rebelled against that. Um, but the path was pretty still, pretty laid out for, you know, people at my age, as far as what girls do. Um, and it's so nice and refreshing to see that the path is not quite so clear. There's some blurriness there and there's some gray and um, they kind of get to be a badass and do their own thing. And I don't have to get married right away. And, um, you know, women now, now are not as, uh, I don't see them being as crucified as much for not having children. Um, you know, my decision not to have children, it was something that I had to defend for a good 25 years. Yeah. It's still a conversation that people are having. Yeah. And I was deficient as a human being because I didn't want children. Mm-hmm. It's you know quite awful. So I think, um, I'm so happy to see that there's more, there's more options. There's more openness. There's less rigid lines and to see how that is actually manifesting in people like Danny, it makes me very happy. Um, and very proud and very excited you know, for what is, is next and what's possible. What I love about that is I feel like our moms and the women of that generation, like they really carried a, a heavy load. And those, uh, those in that generation that did rebel and that did break the rules and that did um, carve their own way, you know, like make their own goddamn path mm-hmm. um, amidst incredible scrutiny and amidst incredible like opposition. Um, they're the ones that paved that path for women like you and I to come along and push back against those norms a little bit if it felt comfortable for us. And for those women that, you know, feel very comfortable in specific roles, then God bless you. Mm-hmm. You know, we got your back, babe. You know, yep. do, do you. Yeah. <laughs> But for those of us who felt a little bit uncomfortable or felt restricted or felt confined and felt like, no, this isn't the right thing for me to do, for myself to pursue, what is that thing? (laughs) Hi, kitty. And let me do it. I think that was an amen from the Yeah, Sid just said amen. Was that a Sid amen? (laughs) Love it. But it's true, you know. Yeah, and also, well, I mean, like you talked about the women who began to carve out you know, um, like with the women's movement in the seventies, they didn't get to say, I want to do this. They had to say, I want to do this and I'm still going to do all the things. And so that's a pendulum that we're swinging back from now is that if you want your seat at the table, Missy, you have to not inconvenience us, you know? And so you have to still do all the things and, you know, because women are kick-ass, they still did all the things. Um, but I don't think it has to be that way. And so I'm glad that we're kind of moving to that other direction. Do you remember the Anjali commercials? Yes. From back in the day? <laughs> yes. I can bring I can, the bacon and fry it I can it fry it up in a pan. <laughs> Never let, her, let you forget you're a man. Because I'm a woman. Anjali. Anjali. <laughs> 
Oh my God. But I used yeah. to think, wow, you kick ass. And now I'm like, yeah, you kick ass, but you don't have to fry it in the pan if you don't want to. Yeah. You don't even have to eat bacon. You could go meatless and yeah. that's fine too. <laughs> you have options. You have <laughs> options, babe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I do love that there is not just one path to happiness. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Can we just say that again? There is not one path to happiness. There's so many different options that we can all choose what feels best to us and what works best for our, our specific DNA and our, our choices lead us on the path that makes us most happy. And when Mm -hmm. we're most happy, those in our circle are free to be most happy too. Exactly. Exactly. Yay. Whatever that looks like for you, do it. Have the conversation, be honest with yourself and with those around you and, you know, manifest that shit. Manifest that shit. This is where you sparkle your shit out. You sparkle that shit out. Yeah. Whatever it looks like for you. If it's housewife with cookies, you know, for kids at the end of the day and a martini for your husband, go for it. You know, that's kind of sexy. It is. (laughs) Can I get a foot rub with that, please? Hell yeah. Amen. Whatever it is for you, whatever makes you feel empowered and, and authentically you. Yeah, we support that and yeah. we we uh we want you to do we want you to do you. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz we sure do us. <laughs> Amen. I wouldn't have it any other way. No. This is good. Yeah. I love you. You're awesome. I love you too. You're awesome. (laughs) All right, lovers. We'll see you next time on the Sparkle Hour. Be sure to visit us on our Facebook page. Check us out for show notes and um, links and all sorts of other cool shit on thesparklehour.com. Be sure to send us your comments, your questions, any kind of topics you'd like us to cover, and we will catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the Sparkle Hour. To learn more about any of the topics we've discussed today, please visit our website at thesparklehour.com. This is Nicole Lewis-Gieber. We'll see you all on the next show. And remember, when in doubt, sparkle that shit out.